0: Hello and welcome to Living Veda. I'm Rachel, and I want you to live long and live well. Together, let's explore the ancient art of Ayurveda and yoga so that you can build a life well-lived. I'm here to teach you these truths in a modern and livable way, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three, which is called Kappa and covid Eight. Tools to lighten up. (laughs) If you are anything like me, it's starting to feel like 2020 is that friend we all have who celebrates their 30th birthday every year. Sure, it's technically 2022, but is it? So many of us are feeling stuck and heavy and redundant and lost in a storm of anxiety producing information. And you add to that, the fact that we're hitting the kappa time of year and it's like, boom, Depression and anxiety and major couch potato syndrome can follow. Don't worry. I'm moving towards the good news here. There are tools, there are practices that can help. And today I'm sharing with you eight ways to lighten that kappa season COVID weight and feel better. So first, let's just remember what kappa is. Kappa is composed of the elements, earth and water, heavier on the earth. And because you and I as human beings are nature and composed of the same ingredients as nature, nature has a profound effect on us. At this time of year, there's more earth and water present. And because there's more of that around us, it can be easier for that part of us that's inside of us to get a little bit out of whack. It's the basic principle of Ayurveda that like increases like. So if I'm cold and I take off my sweater, I'm going to be more cold. If I'm hot and I put on a sweater, I'm going to be more hot. (laughs) So right now nature is extra cold and wet and parts of us are cold and wet too. And the combination of the two together can make for just too much cold and wet. And what that might feel like is a general sense of heaviness, or lethargy, with slower digestion and sluggishness and dullness. You might just feel extra cold, or even have a cold, or allergies, or kind of just a general sense of the blahs. But there are things that we might be unknowingly doing that exacerbate these issues, like eating lots of heavy foods, not moving our bodies, eating an excessive amount of dairy, And feeling and experiencing greed and attachment. This time of year also has a really strong dose of vata dosha, and vata is air and ether, and when there's too much vata, anxiety, nervousness, and anxiousness often follow. So let's just Add on top of that, what feels like an everlasting pandemic, and oh my goodness, it's a lot, people. It's a lot. We're doing it, but it's a lot. So with the general understanding that we could all use some levity, I give you eight tools from yoga and Ayurveda to lighten up. Number one is nature. Nature is an incredible healer. We need it, friends. If you've been locked up inside, go take a walk. Use your senses. Notice the natural world around you. There's something, there's some really cool research that's showing that consistent exposure to either sunlight or moonlight at the same time, every day, can help the pineal gland function more optimally and help with human hormone regulation. That's important and cool. And it's not just some tree hug in the world is a beautiful thing, though. I am also here for that. It is necessary for our bodies to be exposed to sunlight and nature for our biorhythms to function optimally. It's important for our eyes to see fractal patterns in nature so that our minds can function optimally. If this is a new idea for you, fractal patterns are found in nature, and they are sometimes called the patterns of chaos. Psychology Today reports that exposure to fractal patterns can reduce a person's level of stress up to 60%. Yes, please. That is so simple, it's take a walk. Take a walk and look outside and you will be exposing yourself to fractal patterns. So this is science, studying, measuring, and observing what the ancient practices have always been teaching. Nature is a healer, she's boss. And when we sequester ourselves away from the intrinsic wisdom that we are part of a greater whole, it's going to have a negative effect on the system. Now, I imagine this is not the first time you've heard that nature is important for your health, but I just hope it's an inspiring reminder to go take a walk. While you're out there, listen to the wind move through the trees. Feel the sun on your face if you can. Taste the fresh air, see the beauty all around you, smell something natural. We live in a place where there's a lot of horses around and oddly enough, I feel like that pasture smell really does some magic on my nervous system. My husband thinks that this is very strange, but whatever. If you're finding something out there that's working for you, go with it. Which brings us to number two, friends. Good people, a good friend is good medicine. And if you've been alone in your head for too long, it's time to connect. Yes, a phone call is good, but FaceTime is even better. It's good to see the face of another person pick up on some extra cues and soak in someone else's presence. The Vedas talk about how important friendship is. One mantra, 3690, is translated to say, Strong one, make me strong. May all beings look on me with the eye of friend. May I look on all beings with the eye of the friend. May we look on one another with the eye of friend. The idea of friendship being healing and important is, of course, a through line for great thinkers and traditions all throughout history. I imagine you'd be hard-pressed to find any wisdom tradition that doesn't celebrate the importance of friendship. So call your friends. Tell someone you love them. Listen to their stories. Remember that you are not alone in this or in anything. If you're not sure what to talk about in a world where every conversation is COVID and your life feels like it's on pause, retell the stories from the past and remember together, dream together, make hopes and plans for the future. She's coming. (laughs) Okay. So number three is music. Yes. Ayurveda uses sound as a healing tool. And if you're feeling anxious from too much vata and too much news, try listening to the sounds of soothing rain or mantra or some Lord Krishna flute music, whatever works for you. But if in contrast, you're feeling stuck and heavy from too much kappa, then crank up the upbeat music. Put on something that makes you want to move and dance. It is amazing what a three-minute dance party can do for you. This is so simple and so customizable to your preference. Just remember that principle of like increases like. If you feel heavy and stuck and you listen to somber, heavy music, it's probably not gonna get better. And if you're feeling anxious and worried and you listen to crazy fast, loud, aggressive music, it's probably going to get worse. Be aware of your current state and use sound and music as a fun and powerful tool to help re-establish some balance. Okay, number four. Number four is movement. I'm gonna talk yoga from an Ayurvedic perspective here. Let's let this be both really simple and hopefully really helpful. You already know the principle of like increases like. You already know that it's important to move your body. So if you're feeling anxious and there's a lot of extra vata present, then skip the super fast paced flow class in favor of yin or gentle class. And if in contrast, you're feeling stuck and heavy, find a flow class that will get you moving without overtaxing you or making you feel depleted. It is that simple. I personally have a deep love for classical Surya Namaskar. This practice can be done both ways it can be fast and vigorous or slow steady, and nurturing and if yoga asana isn't for you that's fine you can apply the same logical principle to taking a walk outside do you need a slow scenic meandering walk or a fast heart rate increasing sprint through the neighborhood it works when deciding what kind of dance party to have in the living room as well It's all about an awareness of your current state and then making a choice that brings you more towards balance and hopefully more towards joy and out of a cop of (laughs) COVID funk. Which brings us to number five. Number five is to oil your feet. The end of Vata season, which is where we're at in the calendar year right now, can leave your feet in a hot mess of dry-cracked sadness, especially if you already have a lot of vata present in your personal constitution. And in Ayurveda, instead of rubbing your feet raw and scraping the heck out of them, uh, she recommends nurturing them with oil instead. And I really love this practice because it's quick, easy, and doable. You might see that as a through line for me. (laughs) Anyway, oiling the feet is very soothing and grounding to the nervous system, so it's an especially great practice right before you go to bed if you're having any trouble getting to sleep. It can help ground the body, nourish the skin, and give you a moment to check in with yourself as well. My very favorite oil for this—I know she is not paying me to say this, that would be cool though— is Pratima's Love Oil. Uh, It's out of stock right now, but it will come back. And this stuff, it smells like magic goodness. But if you're not in the market for a fancy oil, that's totally fine. Sesame oil is lovely and warming for vata types. Almond oil will work well for pizza people. And in general, a jojoba oil is just great for anybody. And this practice itself is really simple. You're going to rub oil into your feet. You want to get all the dry spots with extra oil. And if you can and you have a little bit more time, warm up the oil before you put it on your feet. You could simply run the bottle under hot water or heat it up with a tea light candle and a butter dish. There's lots of ways to warm it up. But afterwards, after you've applied the oil, you're going to want to put on cozy socks so it has a chance to soak into your body. And you'll want socks that you don't mind dedicating to this practice because they can get a little oily and difficult to clean. And if like me, you get too hot when you sleep in socks, you can do this practice at any time that it works for you. So oh, your feet. <laughs> it's a wonderful way to soothe the nervous system, ground the body, prepare for rest, and have soft feet. It's also a great way to know that you're taking good care of yourself in a time where that, that can just be a little bit tricky. It's a feel good practice to help ground the system, Nurture you so that you'll be able to take in new information and process it as smoothly as possible. Which brings us to number six, my friends. The number six way to lighten up in the of COVID season is meditation and mindfulness. I mean, come on. I couldn't leave this one out. Let this be whatever works for you. If right now it's making a conscious choice to wash the dishes and stay present with washing the dishes instead of allowing your mind to worry and run, do that. If it's sitting for 20 minutes, do that. If it's listening to mantra for five minutes, do that. If it's taking that walk in nature and paying attention to the world around you, do that if it's making food for you or your family with attention and love and gratitude then do that, there's more than one way, people. Find a practice that lets you study your mind, be present, and experience what's happening right now. In a world that is somehow simultaneously on fast forward and pause, this is everything. Okay, number seven, number seven, is eat food. (laughs) Yes, eat food, real food. Ayurveda is always going to encourage you to eat whole foods in season and as fresh as possible. In general, this time of year can often lead to a slow and sluggish digestion situation, but there are tools for that. Maybe you could trade out some of the flour products you're eating in favor of whole grains. Maybe you could replace a cold meal with a warm one. Eat your salad, just cook it first in olive oil. Favor warm, fresh, whole, and light foods right now. Allow this to be simple. This principle will work for everyone, regardless of your specific dosha or your current imbalance. When we're giving the body food that's high quality and we digest it well, we'll have a much greater chance of our bodies rebuilding themselves into a state of health. Look, I don't know about you, but even though I know all of this is true, and I believe it, and I try to practice it, the heaviness of COPPA and COVID can often make me just want to grab for something cold, fast, and easy, and I get it. I feel you. I'm just here to encourage you not to do that anyway. (laughs) When we add more cold and heavy to our already cold and heavy state, we of course get more cold and heavy. So let's all make some warm tea, friends, and eat something beautiful that came from the earth that has one word in the ingredient, like apple. Preferably, stewed in warm water with three cloves and finished with a dash of cinnamon. Yeah, we can do it. And that brings us to our last tool, which is, of course, not the last tool. It's just the last one that I'm talking about today. Number eight is to nourish your agni. Okay, this just means take good care of your digestive fire. During the cold, heavy, wet time of year, it can be extra difficult to keep the fire burning well. Here in the Kappa time, we nurture that fire with lots of things, but some of them can be warm spices and warm water. Okay, so think about it like this. Let's say you're making a really beautiful vegetable soup. You source the most perfect vegetables at the local farmer's market. Everything is fresh and seasonal, seasonal and whole. You cut it up, you put it in this beautiful pot, then you add some homemade veggie broth and you apply the perfect spices and then you go to turn on the cooktop and it will barely heat up. You can't even get the soup warm, much less cooked. And this is the basic idea behind Agni. You need the fire of digestion to be able to use the food that you're eating. You could be eating the most ideal diet, most beautiful whole foods, local natural goodness, but if your agni is weak, you're still gonna have a problem. And this can get really nuanced based on an individual's specific situation, but there is one way at least that we can all nurture that fire, and we'll keep it simple. Drink warm water. Skip the ice water completely. If you can, stay away even from room temperature water and really favor warm water. You can take it up a notch with that CCFT we talked about last week, but warm, warm, warm. Warm up the kappa COVID coldness. That's fun, say that three times fast. The kappa COVID coldness with warm water, warm water goodness. Okay, that's eight, my friends. Eight ways from the yoga and Ayurveda world to lighten and brighten during the season of kappa and COVID. Number one, be in nature. Number two, talk to a friend. Number three, listen to music. Number four, move your body. Number five, is oil your feet. Six, practice meditation or mindfulness or both. Seven, eat real food. And eight, Nourish your Agni. I deeply hope that this is helpful and useful to you. Please share it with a friend and rate and review so that other people can find it too. And if you're looking for more ways to take good care of yourself, I created a two week course that walks you through the ancient self care practices from Ayurveda. Each day you'll learn a new tool and at the end of the two weeks, you'll be totally equipped to create your own daily Ayurvedic practice. There's a link in the episode notes, and you can check it out at circle.com So until next time, my friends, may all diseases be conquered as by a powerful forest fire. Thank you so much for joining me here, being a part of this circle, and living out this wisdom so that our...